in Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the, the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone. And without me, as only a few times, is not your co-host, Andy Hart. Um, Bunk Bunker's Andy is out today. Um, He did not make it into the bunker. Mr. Bunker informed me that Andy is chasing um, this this newfound thing, this newfound fad called NFTs. He heard that these were non-fungible tokens. Andy has mistaken these as non-fudgeable tokens. So he is he is making fudge in his basement in the shape of little coins and tokens. This is what he thinks NFTs are. And he is trying to sell this disgusting, gross fudge that he makes in his bathtub. Um, he makes these non-fungible tokens. Do not, bunk bookers, do not buy Andy's NFTs, please. This fudge is gross. I've seen it. He makes it with his own bath water. Um, he has no idea. He's not a confectionery. He does not know how to make fudge. Um, it's very gross. And um, I would stay away from Andy's NFTs. But who I do have with me is two wonderful guests from a wonderful podcast that we have collaborated with multiple times. These guys are awesome. Please welcome to the bunker, Adam and Josh of the Twisted 10 Podcast. Where's the the horn? What's up? What's going on, man? What's happening, dude? How are you? What's up, guys? This is the first attempt at us to record this, and there have been no issues. (laughs) No issues. None whatsoever. Thus far, audio-wise or (laughs) internet-wise. No no technical issues ever. In fact, this time, Josh was happy it wasn't on our end. So we're just going to throw that out there. But we're usually, our listeners know that. The bunker internet should be getting one gig, but I think maybe we need to, Call up Mr. Bunker's uh, ISP because things are slow. Anyway, uh, Twisted 10, you guys cover unique, fun, uh, like personal things that you enjoy. Top 10 lists with uh, your comedy twist. And you also play like a little bit of a game, right? When you, sometimes you guys do these li- these lists. We do. Yeah. So uh, like you're touching on, we we will take where we are the Twisted 10. We'll take a topic um, from all over the board. We've done... Uh, civilizations that have disappeared sexual taboos taboos. we've done ron's list of favorite books or the best (laughs) one which actually inspired an ongoing story arc on our show ron hosted a top 10 things you need to make your own cult and we kind of did it live we made our own cult on the show and we've got a following now and I'm supposed to start getting my sexual favors here real soon, I think, right? Isn't that how it works? That's, yeah. That is soon. 
Hey, you know, maybe we could read them in, but <laughs> you only get to join the Colts, Art, if you bring me bathtub fudge. Ah, oh, well. Shaped yeah. like little tokens. <laughs> Shaped like little, like those little fucking gold coins you would get on like Easter or whatever. Yeah. Like, and they would be made Where's Andy? He's, he's working on this already, I think, right? Yeah. He, he's buying the antis to get into the Colts. <laughs> That's what he's doing. That's right. But, uh, but, you know, like you said, we do have twists in there. So I'll pick on one of my own lists that I did once upon a time. It was uh, top 10 civilizations that mysteriously vanished and they and the list of 10 civilizations talk about where they were in history's timeline uh what we think happened to them uh several of them we don't actually know what happened to them talk about the fun uh kind of history question mark about the dark ages about like how several civilizations fell at the same time but then one of the items on that list totally made up he made up an entire civilization on that list that's and we had to guess which one it was and yes. I think we failed. I don't think we got it um, either. I have had a a standing challenge uh, for someone who has uh, who goes and listens to that episode. If they guess it and send us some stickers or something light, I know people out there have definitely gotten it, but nobody has like messed up to having gotten it. I've had wow. this challenge on the table since it happened. Since I stumped the studio with that particular list, nobody has uh, has listened and gotten it. Um. For any of you bunkfunkers listening as well, and you're thinking, God damn, I love a fucking top 10 list. I've got a baller top 10 list that I could drop on these fellas. Uh, drop <laughs> drop some big ballers on these guys. Um, your patrons, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash the twisted 10 or, uh, well, you can find all the links on the twisted10.com. Well, look at that. I got to throw out the plug bell for That's that. Right. So we do on our show whenever we get a plug somewhere. Your <laughs> patrons can submit their own and host their own uh, top 10 list. Is that right? Absolutely. Not only can they submit, like you were saying, they can, you know, suggest ideas or maybe even write the list for where their favorite host and kind of coordinate that list's delivery. They can also come into the studio or remote connect like you guys have done now for two shows. They can remote connect and uh, host the entire episode. I mean, we would be there with them. They're not taking over the entire show, but, you know, a little bit of the intro and outro are still us. But for the most part, the listener runs the show. We did this with uh, two of our council members not too long ago where they hosted a, a husband wife hosted a show and it was, it was baller. They were yeah. Eagle and, uh, and credo. If, if they're listening on this show, yeah, you guys know, cause I think Shout they were bunk funkers. Too, yeah, they were they? bunk funkers. They came to us through you actually. So wow. it was your bunk funkers. Whoa. I'm pointing at the camera. Like the camera's yeah, recording no cameras today. It was your bunk funkers that actually uh, hosted a show. Wait, oh my goodness. You- this is Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast's way to infiltrate the Twisted Ten and take it over. <laughs> listen, get, listen, listen. Listen, guys. Re- relax, relax. <laughs> Me and Anne, we go back. Let's just, yeah, anyway, we need to segue here into a new part of the topic. Um, <laughs> no, uh, please, uh, Bunkfuckers, if you haven't already, check out the Twisted Ten. They're great guys, and we have enjoyed collabing with them in the past. Check out our episode we did with you recently on the top ten <laughs> soup cultures. The top ten. And it will- Soup cultures. <laughs> Bunk funkers that are listening out of all the 160 or so episodes that are all unique lists. I told the the guys on the show that this episode, the soup episode that these guys did from Art and Andy did was the most unique and entertaining because we had a blast, but the most unique show we have ever had on all oh, it's 160 unique, episodes. All right. it's you unique. could hear, uh, you know, in the back, we had enough mics, so we didn't mic up our producer that night. But you could still hear him across the studio losing his shit. He was, <laughs> I have, I have known our producer personally for like 15 years now, something 14, whatever, for a long time. And I don't think I've legitimately ever seen him laugh that hard. Wow, that is, that is some of the hardest episode. I've ever seen him laugh. You guys did good. You yes. guys brought it. 
We 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 try our best, and uh, we're very obsessive over very strange things. So uh, I think <laughs> our collabs always always go a little bit, uh, always go very well. But speaking of being obsessed over strange things, um, I think the last time you guys guested, we talked about your opinion, and we like to do this with all of our guests. Your opinion on the world of weird and bizarre and the paranormal and where you guys kind of lean on the skeptic versus believer, um, you know, triage or I don't know why I said triage. Uh, Fucking (laughs) uh, fucking scale. I don't know. What the fuck am I talking about? So has anything changed? I think the last time you guys came on, you kind of fit into sort of how our role is where we're sort of more on the skeptical side. But you guys are like you want to believe you're open to believing. Is that still true? I think Josh and Ron are heavier skeptics than I am. I think I come from a, I want to believe it so bad that I might let my bias influence my skepticism. But I do consider myself a follower of the scientific method. And I think that real science and real math, not, not like, Flat Earthers might call it a observatory (laughs) science or whatever the hell it is. I think that real science and math do hold up to the conversation, at least the credibility of being following the scientific method. So my skepticism does kick in, but I want to believe it's so bad most of the time that I try to find the angle of the possible plausibility of it actually being true, whatever the topic is, because I just like stuff like that. And I know humanity doesn't know enough to say emphatically there is no such thing as ghosts or there is no Bigfoot or there are, there are no UFOs or aliens. I know we are not smart enough to emphatically say that. So there's a little room. There's a little wiggle there's room. some wiggle room for sure. Yeah. Do you know that why they call uh, gravity a theory? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, because it's still, it's just theorized. We, we have an idea. Be- because right. we know that it works uh, without a doubt every time. We understand how God, it I works. I feel like I'm back in school and I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't study. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. Don't... Is there extra credit for getting my name right at the top? Like, oh. That's how you get your first 100 points. Um, <laughs> but, it's, but it's something that uh, scientific theory is something that we believe to be true without any expectation that we will ever get evidence to the contrary. Oh. Um, God damn. That, that is where I, I live as, like, I could be convinced if we can find evidence that can change my scientifically developed theory on the world, if I could be convinced that suddenly like, Oh, gravity is actually just the plate of the planet rising upwards right. at nine point, whatever, 9.8 meters per second square, whatever the flat earth guys say, it's, it's yeah. just an elevator to space. That's not there. And also not John Mayer's gravity either, because that's, <laughs> that's a totally different. We don't even know the science behind that. Like what makes your body a waterland? We need to really start exploring some of that science, the John Mayer science. Um, that's what I've been trying to push at least. Um, but no, uh, Josh, you're right. It's, 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 and that's why it's, it's good sometimes for us to have well-learned, if that's even the right word, uh, knowledgeable word. people. <laughs> I looked that up recently because I doubted, I doubted it. Yeah. I, I See right there. You just confirmed something <laughs> where I'm like, I don't, I have no fucking clue. And it's like, <laughs> you know, um, it, and it's, it's great to have that, that skeptical mind. But I think with, Today's topic, at least, um, you know, and, and we do have to give a shout out here. Today's topic is um, the CIA exploration of Mars and slash Project Stargate. It, it'll actually it's probably actually Project Stargate colon CIA ex- exploration, remote viewing of 
We'll figure out the title and post. I don't give a fuck. I'm but, sure. I'm sure there were some colons that were probed. There's during this. some definitely colons that were probed in this. Oh, yeah. This is basically bunkfunkers. If you've seen the movie The Men Who Stare at Goats, that's <laughs> what we're talking about today. It was a real thing that really did happen. And um, quickly, I do have to thank this. This topic came to us from a bunkfunker, um, Jacob Carson, uh, who's been a longtime bunkfunker, longtime supporter of the show, even a guester. And frequent episode suggester Dope. on this show, Jacob. Uh, please check out Jacob in all of his ventures. You can check him out at Jacob E. Carson, and where you can find a link tree to all this dude's stuff. He's got so many wild things that he's always working on, and um, tons of podcasts. He's a designer, and um, all all about science and research. Um, thank you again, Jacob, for this topic. But um, Adam and Josh, so you guys, when I when we you know, Mr. Bunker brought this subject up and, and talked to you guys about it. I think you guys were kind of excited about this because um, this is something that's real. This happened. Yeah. Yep. Very excited. And I want you to know our devotion to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. <laughs> I watched the George Clooney masterpiece that is The Men Who Started Goats at least a dozen times in preparation for today's show, just so I am well learned on yeah. what we need to discuss and what we need to talk about. I definitely about. want no. to talk about that movie because I have some thoughts on it, but we're going to save that for the, dis- the discussion. But, um, we were stoked about this idea because yes. Josh and I, both of us in the room, Ron hasn't so much. Ron is our third co-host. That is, he's absent today on our side, just like Aunt, maybe Andy and Ron what are doing the their own show fuck? right now. Maybe that's what's bathtub happening. Bathtub fudge oh to the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. And, bathtub uh, fudge would be the show that Andy and Ron, If for people who know Andy <laughs> and Ron. Welcome to Bathtub Fudge <laughs> with Andy and Ron. Now that's, that's uh, uh, so the two of us, Josh and I are longtime government agency employees that's right it's kind of kind of sort of we've contracted for truly former i love it yeah for definitely former we've contracted through state department u.s state department through uh u.s dod as well as through nasa directly Uh, and we think we bring an unbiased unopinionated um cold hard facts to the show today right i'm i'm so excited bugfuckers i hope you're excited as i am to get into this because uh we should just get into this topic it's just that much fun um, so without further ado, this is Project Stargate and the CIA exploration of Mars slash CIA psychic research here on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. Bunkfuckers, it can often be hard to imagine some of the wacky stories that come from declassified documents out of those three-letter agencies. You know, the kind of stuff where you read it and you go, you did, you did what? We spent money on what? Well, today's topic, CIA psychic research and Project Stargate should probably elicit such a reaction. And I can think of no one better suited to explore this bizarre topic today than our guests. It's the wonderful, intelligent gentleman, two-thirds of the Twisted Ten podcast. Please welcome Adam and Josh. Oh, ah, oh, 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 God. Oh, ah, oh. Where's our money, Art? And my chocolate milk. Art, Art, stay with me. Where's our money? I'm, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. Andy usually handles the payments. 
Well, he's not here, so you better get our money. And my chocolate milk. I swear. I swear I'll get you guys the money as soon as we deliver this whole enchilada. I mean, come on, guys. And my chocolate milk. Th- that That's in the mail, I, I swear, Josh. But, but j- j- just please, don't slap me over Zoom again, please. Good. You better have it by the end of the episode. Gulp. Hello, Bunk Funkers. Yes, we are Adam and Josh of the Twisted 10 podcast. You can find us over at twisted10.com and patreon.com slash twisted10. We cover unique and fun top 10 lists every week with a comedy twist. Check out our Twitch stream at twisted10. Dot, no, at twitch.tv slash twisted10 uh, live every Tuesday at about 8.30. And we're definitely not podcast crime lords who make Andy and Art pay us to come guest on our show and talk about the top 10 soup cultures. Oh, well, <laughs> Great show, though. Anywho, the CIA <laughs> is known for funding research into the human psyche and how to control it for world domination, a la MK Ultra, and the myriad of other MK experiments that weren't as often talked about, but... Today's topic, Project Stargate, might take the cake for wackiest and honestly more humane CIA ventures. Now, the project aimed to train operatives in psychic abilities and research what they called psychoenergetics. The project defined psychoenergetics as a mental process by which an individual perceives, communicates with, and or perturbs characteristics of a designated target person or event remote in space and or time from that individual. But... Basically, what the project was looking into was was remote viewing. Remote viewing is like astral projection. It's using your mind to project yourself into a place and time to literally witness events happening there. The origins of such a project are pretty in line with many CIA clandestine operations. It was to compete with the Soviet Union. Apropos. However, (laughs) it may have begun based on false intelligence. In 1970, U.S. intelligence sources believed that the Soviet Union was spending 60 million rubles annually on psychotronic, quote-unquote, research. That's about 500 million annually today, baby. So, in response, the CIA was like, well, we can't let the fucking Soviets beat us on the psychic research. (laughs) So, they initiated funding for a program codenamed Scanate. Scan by coordinate. I kind of like to imagine that some fucking suit over at the CIA got a dossier about psychotronic research being done by the Soviets. And then he he like barges open the door of some other CIA underlings office and he goes, Johnson, how much are we funding? Are we putting into psychotronics? Like, what's going on here? (laughs) What's funny is in hindsight, it was later learned that this information about Soviets studying psychics likely was false intel meant to confuse the U.S. At first... The CIA approached these psychic tests clumsily and without much knowledge, like the first time you unclasp a girl's bra for a smoochy, smoochy, lovey hunk time. Oh yeah. <laughs> CIA officials would, would hide objects in a box and then ask a psychic subject to describe the hidden object in said box. I oh, hid my object in a box. Yeah, like a dick in a box. Now, that's the kind of smoochy, smoochy, lovey huggy time <laughs> that I'm used to. I think Adam is, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Eventually, the CIA decided to export this psychic research to the, you know, the eggheads over at Stanford Research Institute, uh, commonly referred to as SRI, in Menlo Park, California, in 1972. This uh, whole project was spearheaded by two people named Russell Targ and Harold Putoff um, at SRI. 
The pilot study conducted by SRI was launched by the CIA, CIA and backed for $50,000. They attempted to determine if, phys- if psychics could use their remote viewing skills to visualize and sketch large target cities uh, in and around San Francisco. Now, it's hard to determine the efficacy and validity of many of these findings because, one, they were top secret at the time and no one could peer review them. And two, what? Do you think those eggheads are going to give up those sick government contracts? <laughs> Come on. For $50,000, I'd parade down the streets of Florida reenacting the berries and creams Starburst commercial. But, but Adam, you already do that for free. Shh, shut up, Josh. <laughs> Anywho, wow. the researchers at SRI <laughs> claimed that the bulk of their secret non-peer-reviewed psychic research for the CIA far exceeded the CIA's validity threshold of 65%. That's an interesting statistic. Yeah, right? Hmm. Uh, Meaning these psychics were definitely legit range uh, between 100 and 65. Yeah, the CIA was like, we can only take psychics that are 65% and above. And they were like, don't worry. These psychics are definitely legit. (laughs) And for 50,000 a year, I'm sure that, you know, they definitely were very legit psychics. (laughs) <laughs> now, eventually, the CIA stopped funding the psychic research in 1977 because it's kind of like, well, what good are these psychics if you can't use them for warfare? <laughs> I I can think of at least one person I'd like to psychic slap right about now if he doesn't get me my chocolate milk <laughs> right now. I <laughs> uh, 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 wonder who that could be. <laughs> Gulp. <gasps> uh, anywho, uh, Army Assistant Chief of Staff for Intelligence, the A. ACSI Systems Exploration Detachment, SED. So the ACSISED. Oh, they love acronyms. <laughs> Government loves acronyms. They love them. Started the Gondola Wish program to, quote, evaluate potential adversary applications of remote viewing, end quote. Basically, are we vulnerable to psychic warfare and can we use psychic warfare against our enemies? Army intelligence then formalized this program in mid 1978 as an operational program called Grill Flame. Perfect for a U.S. Army psychic research codename or the codename of Guy Fieri's penis. <laughs> yes. Grill Flame. I mean, a name I want inscribed on my tombstone was uh, based in buildings uh, 2560 and 2561 at Fort Meade in Maryland. This is all very real and very documented. This happened. That's unbelievable. <laughs> so... Grill Flame was redesignated as INSCOM Center Lane Project, or ICLP, in 1983, a way less cool and non-Burger King-approved codename. Yeah. In 1984, the program was reported by Jack Anderson, a famous investigative journalist who exposed and wrote about more conspiracy plots within the U.S. government than we can list. And thus, the program was highly discouraged by the National Academy of Sciences National Research Council, and in late 1985, the Army funding was terminated. But it doesn't end here. The U.S. took a page out of the Catholic Church and moved this psychic, troublesome priest, I mean, program, to a different department. The program was redesignated Sunstreak and funded by the DIA's Scientific and Technical Intelligence Directorate. You, you know, Art, in government, you don't fail. You just get transferred to another department. You never get fired because of the secrets you know. They just move you somewhere else. (laughs) 
1991, most of the contracting for the program was transferred from SRI to, ready for this, Science Applications International Corporation, also known as a company that both of us used to work for, SAIC. Uh, And it was given its final name, Stargate. Oh, love it. Which is typically what it is referred to today. And while Stargate is pretty dope, it already had a a dope-ass name with Grill Flame. I kind of Grill Flame and Stargate are both really good. They're great. You knocked it out of the park with Grill Flame. You didn't have to change anything. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So in 1995, the Defense Appropriations Bill directed that the program be transferred from DIA to CIA oversight. So the program made a complete circle and was now back in the CIA control. But this was a 90s CIA. This wasn't your dad's CIA, man. Uh, They're all about research and facts in order to fuck people's lives up. So the CIA commissioned a report by the American Institutes for Research, also known as AIR. uh, And the report was basically like, quote, we spent money on what? It concluded that there was zero merit to psychic research and that remote viewing in particular was a total bunk and not proven to work. The CIA then canceled and declassified the program for good. In fact, one of the main researchers at AIR, uh, Richard Hyman, um, stated this about the psychic program, quote, the overwhelming amount of data generated by the viewers is vague, general and way off target. A few apparent hits are just what we would expect if nothing other than reasonable guessing and subjective validation are operating. End quote. God damn. Now, Hyman was also famous for helping to debunk fame, quote unquote, psychic Yuri Geller, which we'll touch on him in a little bit because he is uh, he's part of this program. And like we stated earlier, the CIA early in the program's existence stated that ESP and psychic abilities hits Uh, occurred more often than chance and that quote something beyond odd statistical hiccups is taking place end quote but the researchers at air were like quote it's worthless for military use because it's too vague and ambiguous to produce anything actionable and i mean like we said what good are psychic powers if you can't mind blast a motherfucker on the battlefield or locate osama bin laden with some (laughs) remote remote viewing right (laughs) so true now, overall, the CIA spent around 50 million bucks on the Stargate program by today's standard. Now that the documents are fully declassified, it has come to light. Some defenders of the research at the time, Rhode Island Senator Claiborne Pell, Maine Senator William Cohen, and later Secretary of Defense under President Bill Clinton and North Carolina Representative Charlie Rose, who once told an interviewer that if Russians have remote viewing and we don't, we're in trouble. Also, get this, Time Magazine stated in 1995 that three full-time psychics were still working on a $500,000 a year budget out of Fort Meade. Goddamn, 500 large? Jeez, maybe I need to change my career paths from shaking down some dumb, obnoxious comedy podcast for cash and start claiming I'm a psychic. There's money in this, Josh, my boy. As long as I get my goddamn chocolate milk. Oh, you'll be swimming in it, Josh. Swimming in it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, please. Uh, I, th- I think that's a g- g- great idea. Uh, <laughs> anywho, oh, please don't slap me over Zoom. Um, that's the timeline of the Stargate project. But you bunkfuckers don't want some boring ass fucking timeline. We know you want the whole enchilada and specifically the creamy, tasty, gooey, weird stories that come from all this weird fucking psychic experiment. So... <laughs> Let's dive into some of these alleged experiments that happened. So, I mean, these experiments did happen. The outcomes 
or the alleged part, right? So allegedly, one of the project's biggest successes was when an operative used remote viewing and ESP to locate a downed Soviet spy plane, the Tupolev Tu-22. In 1976, the U.S. knew that a spy plane had crashed somewhere over Central Africa, but despite satellite technology, they couldn't pinpoint the plane's location. But then, Rosemary Smith, a young administrative assistant recruited by project director Dale Graff, went into a trance and was able to produce the longitude and latitude coordinates of the plane. Hooray! One point for the psychics. Woohoo! Another fun story involves the Iran hostage crisis. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, in some now declassified military briefings, I love this, this is wild. The army used psychics to help locate Americans taken hostage by Iran in 1979. Uh, Ben Affleck, I didn't see that in Argo. Fucking liar. (laughs) Yeah, where were the psychics? The briefing states this. Quote, over 85% of our operational missions have produced accurate target information. Even more significant, approximately 50% of the 760 missions produced usable intelligence. End quote. Oh, very cool. And very reassuring. (laughs) Here's another fun one. In 1979, the National Security Council wanted help, quote, seeing, unquote, inside an unidentified industrial building near the Arctic Circle in Russia. They enlisted the help of one of Project Stargate's top prospects, Army Chief Warrant Officer Joseph McMonagle. McMonagle began imaging himself, quote, drifting down into a building, unquote, and had, quote, an overwhelming sense. I don't know why I'm using a weird voice for the psychic's <laughs> interpretation, but I am. Oh, it fits. Uh, it really does. <laughs> that he could see a submarine, a really big one with twin holes, was his quote. Oh, baby. When I close my eyes, I too see a submarine sandwich with roast beef and turkey, a really big one with twin whole slices of bread like a freaking cartoon sandwich. Oh, wow. Oh, that's bothering me. This psychic shit is easy and fun. Wow. Isn't that crazy art? Adam imagined a giant submarine sandwich with his mind psychic powers Bet you feel like giving him money now. Uh, uh, gulp. Anyway, McMonagall made detailed drawings of the giant sub for NSC. In his 2002 memoir, he confirmed that U.S. satellites confirmed the existence of such a submarine at the Soviet's secret Servozdnik. God damn it, I'm not going to make it through that line. I tried it a couple times. Sorry. Right. Servozdnik <laughs> shipyard of a massive trouble uh, of a massive double hulled typhoon submarine. Just as McMonagall said, God damn it, I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of Joseph McMonagall, let's touch on him and some of the other psychic boys employed and trained in Project Stargate. Joseph McMonagall claims to be very in touch with ESP and his remote viewing abilities, even from an early age. McMonagall claims he had a remarkable memory of a very childhood event, of a very early childhood event. He grew up surrounded by alcoholism, abuse, and poverty. As a child, he had visions at night when scared, and he recalls sharing thoughts telepathically with his twin sister and began to hone his psychic abilities in his teens for his own protection when he hitchhiked. He enlisted in the army to get away from his rough upbringing and feels he honed his abilities while serving in Vietnam to avoid deadly attacks. Allegedly, McMonagall could correctly identify a target just under 50% of the time when presented with five possible options. Using chance alone, 
He says the best the best outcome would be just twenty percent. Them's good odds. I take them odds to Vegas, baby. Wow. McMonagle is a bit of a protege for the program. He was quote unquote agent double one. Uh, end quote. The first psychic to work directly for the Pentagon. This is real. He worked for the Pentagon. Uh, McMonagall remote viewed for the U.S. government in 1978. Now, I mean, here's the thing. We'll, we'll talk about this in the discussion, but he retired from the military in 1984. He was awarded the Legion of Merit. This is real. Given for his exceptionally uh, notorious conduct, uh, his award states that he served in a, quote, unique intelligence project that is revolutionizing the intelligence community, dot, 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 uh, critical intelligence unavailable from any other source, end quote for the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staffs, DIA, NSA, CIA, and Secret Service. Holy shit, we could be rich and win Medals of Honor? I love that game. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> sounds like a good life, guys. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anywho, uh, there's a few more s- players in the CIA psychic game that we should cover. Such as Major General Albert Stubblebein. Stubblebine was taken by the Psychic Research as he was a key sponsor of the research while it was hosted at Fort Meade under the codename Grill Flame. (laughs) He was convinced of the research pretty heavily. He required that all of his battalion commanders learn how to bend spoons. Uh, He attempted to psychically walk through walls himself and allegedly violating security protocols by allowing uncleared civilian psychics to work in sensitive compartmented uh, information facilities known as skiffs. Uh, The the latter cost Stubblebine to be placed on retirement leave. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's good. Uh, Stubblebine is like that one friend who gets really into the things you and your friends are into. Like if you went to the Renaissance fair with your friends and he had a fun time and some laughs. And then the next weekend, Stubblebine is all like dressing up in the cape and tights and calling everyone knave and eating giant turkey legs. Um, I think we should normalize eating giant turkey legs for dinner. Hell yes. Why should that only be relegated to a Renaissance fair? Oh, you bring up some good points, Josh. I can't argue with you. So, Why is that only at the Ren fair? Yeah. Some other notable psychic trainees include David Morehouse and Ed Dames. Dames was actually a psychic research session monitor and had a reputation for pushing remote viewing sessions to the extreme. (laughs) He targeted sessions uh, on Atlantis, Mars, UFOs, and aliens. Now, plenty of these guys have made efforts to publish books and guest on coast-to-coast AM radio shows detailing their experiences. Speaking of which, we mentioned them earlier... But Yuri Geller was also a prominent subject of the early research conducted by Targ and Putoff at SRI. Geller is a well-known Israeli-British illusionist, magician, television personality, and self-proclaimed psychic. His big thing is his spoon-bending and acclaimed telekinesis. I'm starting to think all psychics just really fucking like forks. <laughs> now, the, they hate the, spoons. <laughs> the, the U.S. Department of Defense heard about Geller's talents at SRI and sent Richard Hyman, Richard Hyman to investigate. Hyman absolutely tore Geller a new butthole psychically. He reported to the government that Geller was a complete fraud, and as a result, Targ and Putoff lost their government funding into psychic research. Sounds like that's psychic on psychic jealousy is it, what that it, was. It really, it might be a little bit. I mean, that's what we in the business call an egghead power move, like... Getting your government funding taken away is, uh, is, 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 is powerful as a move as it gets. But, um, Bugbuggers, we mentioned this up top. Let's get into it. This is the best in show, okay? The CIA disclosed millions of pages and documents in, with this project. I mean, 
you know, I'm sure someone has combed through all of it. But the one that many point to as like a major what the fuck moment happened on May 22nd, 1984. The document is a transcript featuring our boy, Joseph McMonagall, and a CIA moderator. On the table in front of McMonagall is a sealed envelope with a 3x5 index card inside of it. So he can't see what's on this card. On the paper, or on the card, um, was written a location and a time period. That's it. McMonagall was then asked to see that location and time period and describe what he saw. Now, uh, here are some selections from the transcript. The, uh, uh, the moderator, Mon, all right now, using the information in the envelope I've provided exclusively focusing your attention now, using the information in the envelope, focus on 40.89 degrees north, 9.55 degrees west. McMonagall, uh, I want to say it looks like, uh, I don't know, it looks sort of like, uh, kind of gotten oblique view of a uh, pyramid or pyramid form. It's, it's very high. It's kind of sitting in a large depressed area. Um, McMonagall then describes a storm and dust storm. He's, he's talking about all the storms. But later on, he states this. This is really cool. He goes, I'm seeing, uh, it's like a perception of a shadow of people. Very tall, thin. It's only a shadow. It's, it's as if they were there and they're not. Not, not there anymore. Uh, all right, now go back. Uh, go, go, go back to a period of time where they are there. It's like I got a lot of static on the line and everything. It's breaking up all the time. Uh, very fragmenty pieces. Just report the raw data. Don't try to put things together. Just report the raw data. I just keep seeing very large people. They appear thin and tall, but they're very large, uh, wearing some kind of strange clothes. The moderator keeps calling out various degrees and cardinal directions to direct the subject so he can remote view those areas of Mars. The subject describes seeing a large obelisk like the Washington Monument, massive uh, winding caverns, giant jagged mountain ranges, a strange cluster of squares on the ground which reflect light and later deciphers that the pyramids are there to protect the people from the storms. The moderator pushes more on the subject of the people he's describing. I'm going to do my best to get that voice. Ah, tall again, (laughs) very large people, but they're thin. They look thin because of their height and they dress like in, oh, hell. It's like a real light silk. It's like cut off to fit. They're ancient people. They're dying. It's past their time or age. Is is your test subject George Bush? <laughs> was I going for a Bush? I wasn't trying to. I was trying to hit arts impersonation of the subject. It was fucking perfect. <laughs> um, I like your multiple voices, by the way. You put me in the scene. I was really in a scene in my head. Yeah. Um, He continues, the moderator continues to, oh, sorry, he continues, the subject continues to describe that a group of people left to go explore uh, a different planet to find a new place to live. As for the catalyst for the storms and dust and such, the subject describes a globe that goes through a comet's tail. It's all very cosmic. That was the quote, by the way. That was the, all of that right there was the quote. Uh, Oh, and... Then the location and time written on the card, the planet Mars at 1 million years B.C. 
Did the CIA really find someone who could remotely view the planet Mars at a time during 1 million BC? Were there some kind of ancient race of aliens there? Ugh. The entire project, the entire project was lampooned in the 2009 film The Men Who Stare at Goats. So, in conclusion, there's not much of a skeptic's take on this research, right? Like this did happen. There's verifiable proof and plenty of documentation, but I suppose we could ask, why do this? I guess one idea is to convince the Soviets through your own reverse psychology that you've perfected ESP and psychic phenomenon. In regards to the Mars remote viewing incident, McMonagall has actually shed some light on what happened there. He said that the visit to Mars had been requested not by the CIA, but by an individual who he declined to name from the army. McMonagall said that he was at the Virginia B... McMonagall said that he was at the Virginia-based Monroe Institute napping in the Institute's black box, a one-foot-thick, totally shielded containment room that has a shield door used in remote viewing experiments. He said that Robert Monroe, the Institute's director and the unnamed monitor from the document, woke him and handed him the sealed envelope before leading him through the session. According to McMonagall, he had no idea he was being asked to examine extraterrestrial sites on Mars. What about the future of psychic research, bunk funkers? Well, McMonagall and one of the program researchers, Stargate, program research, I should say, program, program Stargate researchers, Edwin May, they've actually attempted to revive Stargate, the Stargate program. Uh, but, co- but according to them, every colleague they still have within U.S. agencies, like, flees from them. <laughs> they're just like, hey, we really want to get back into that psychic research. And they're like, I don't know you. I'm not responding. They, they leave them on, you know, on read. They're like the government's multi-level marketers. You just yeah. want to avoid those people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is until they met Louis Portella, the third generation owner of the pharmaceutical giant Bial. Or Bial? Uh, B-I-A-L. Uh, and needless to say, Portella has plenty of money, and he also has an infectious love for the paranormal. Aww. Portella puts his money where his mouth is, too, which, you know, he shouldn't do. Doesn't he know how fucking dirty money is? <laughs> Gross. Don't lick a penny. In 1994, Portella set up the nonprofit Bial Foundation uh, to study specifically paranormal phenomenon and ESP and, quote, the human being from both the physical and spiritual perspectives. The Bial Foundation has funded more than 500 projects in 25 countries, including dozens of ESP studies and even research into ghost sightings, belief in UFOs, plenty of stuff. They've also funded projects by McMonagall and May. One of their latest experiments, May conducted with the Bial Foundation, was funding uh, was ESP study into test whether, quote, changes of thermo- thermodynamic entropy at a remote natural site, enhance the quality of the anomalous condition. End quote. Basically, for you non-eggheads, can the release, a sudden release of energy, improve a psychic's ability to remote view? Well, uh, hey, Art, the uh, the episode's over. Jeez. Uh, 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 hey, 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 guys. Uh, maybe I could have an extension. I, I mean, I swear I'll have the money next week. Uh, gulp. Maybe I'll get a knuckle sandwich to go with my chocolate milk. No, Josh. I think we, Adam and Josh, and our third co-host who isn't here today, Ron, of the Twisted 10 podcast, uh, twisted10.com, are going to turn a new leaf today. (laughs) This topic has shown us the best way to make money in life is by becoming psychics with very real powers, which are very real and very not fake. Not to mention, Florida is a grifter's paradise. 
Yuffie! <laughs> oh, guys, thank you so much for not shaking down our podcast anymore. What a relief. What a gift. No, Art, you've given us and the Bunk Funkers the greatest gift of all, the whole enchilada. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. Hey there! I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are we are always unpacking that very question on sleepover cinema check out sleepover cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcast.com see you soon hey welcome back bug fuckers that was our research of cia psychic research fellas Thank you for uh, for being here with me still, the Twisted Ten guys, Adam and Josh. Um, yeah, let's talk about it up top here. I know you're excited about it. Um, this whole subject was lampooned by the movie The Men Who Stare at Goats. Great movie. And you watched this movie, again, for fun and for research, um, Adam. I, I So I watched this uh, when it first came out, because I'm number one right. a George Clooney fan, and I don't remember who directed it, but I'm also a, a fan of that director. Uh, so it had a ton of great actors in it. How could you not oh, yeah. appreciate the comedy value? But they did. It was a little bit. That movie was set in some truth and how how things had been done with the CIA back then. But it was also set in a satirical comedy, making fun of people who were psychics kind of way that it's impossible. If you are a psychic and it's real, that it's so hard to prove or for anybody else to believe. It kind of poked fun at it that way as well. I won't spoil the ending, of course, but man, was it good. I think that that movie got a bit of a, it didn't do well critically um, and it didn't do well at the box office. I think that it came out. It was like we were only like a, not even maybe a decade past 9-11. And I think that some people have said that like on rewatching this movie much later in life, they're like, oh, this is actually a really funny, like good, quirky, silly movie that was like not only was the humor and the like writing of it a little bit maybe to ahead of its time but maybe it's time and place in the zeitgeist was people were just like i'm i don't want anything like you know when did that movie get released we said right around 9 11 uh no it was a little bit after 9 11 it was in 2009 Uh, okay you're you're about eight years out there so um yeah and i just think that fantastic that's that's what you know i've read some comments on um some comments on the uh you know, like trailers for it and stuff. You, a lot of the characters in, in the episode today, you're going to see the mirrors of them inside that movie yes. as well. So that's, that's the best part. The Clooney character with the big ass mustache. I'm, I'm sorry. It's fucking, it is a perfect, like 
early 70s to early yes. 80s muscle. He's got that full like what what's the actor that we ever, that we all know smoking the bandit. Help me out here. <laughs> me? You want me to help uh, you with that? <laughs> I guess that's a good point. Uh Burt Reynolds? Burt Reynolds. He's got the best Burt Reynolds stash going <laughs> in the industry. He really does. Um yeah, I think this is a really uh, a fun little movie and it was um you know, I think it's worth a rewatch if you haven't seen it, Punk Bunkers. Especially if you like this kind of topic. This is a, I mean, this is just like such a wacky, it's a little wacky, wacky tobacky topic. Um, Definitely. What are some of your blanket thoughts on this, guys? I know that like, it, I think it's wild that you guys are like, yeah, we know what these acronyms are. We were, we were I mean, this is kind of wild, right? Like, um, <laughs> it, it, you know, I wish it was wild, to be honest. I wish that you had said, did you know the government hired psychics to remote view <laughs> Mars a million years ago? I should be able to say no fucking way. Yeah, it's <laughs> not that surprising it. anymore. No chance. Like, yeah. oh yeah, that's not yeah. surprising. <clears throat> All I can think is like McMonagall must have like had something in on these the four or five senators. Be like, "All right, so you're going to fund my psychic research and we're just never going to talk about this meeting ever the again." The dead hooker stays a dead hooker in Vegas uh, <laughs> that nobody knows unless you fund this research. Uh, yeah, that's true. How do you that's- get $50,000 in the 80s for just like I don't know. To, to be a psychic. Like, holy shit. Yeah, that's impressive. So the yeah. uh, the the touch you, that you gave us there, Art, had to do. So Josh and I have government backgrounds, not not being enlisted, but working in contracting for government agencies. We yeah, saw I'm a those. Psychic. We saw that. Yeah, Josh, <laughs> yeah, is, a psychic. Josh is actually a psychic. Yes. He knows the download numbers for this podcast already in the future. And uh, <laughs> it's gonna be good. Better get ready. Wow. I'd be blown away. Um, no, the uh, the acronyms is kind of funny. I'm gonna tell a short, tiny little story if you're good with that art about Go acronyms. So we worked for and around. Uh, government folks all the way up to at the time the max that we had presence around was a four-star general so we, we had many generals from one star to four star from different branches of the military um all the way up to a four star who i never in, or interacted with directly i dealt with a, a lesser uh leader i guess you would call him um but one of the one-star generals at the place that we worked hated acronyms in fact like he he could he detested anything that has an acronym if he had a wow. brief like we would do daily briefs, 7.30 in the morning, every single fucking day, oh. seven days a week, you'd have to give this brief at 7.30 and we'd have to prepare the brief twice. And these briefs are like 30, page, 30 PowerPoint slides long. One brief Jesus for Christ. everyone in the world who wanted to be part of the brief. And then another brief which broke all of the acronyms out into their full language. So let's just say uh, USG is United States government. So you would have to spell out United States government as opposed to the acronym of USG. And if you've ever sat through a briefing in the government, every page is acronyms. In fact, where we worked, they had a, the name of the building we worked at was an acronym already. Oh my God. And then they acronymed the name of the building, which was already an acronym. Oh my God. It get, it was so level, so many levels deep in inception. It was hard uh, to keep up. We had a, a spreadsheet. An acronym spreadsheet at that job. We did. We did. You literally acronym. had to fucking map acronyms to their yep. their shit and, and and line that shit up. Um, you could have full wild. sentences in just acronyms. But you never had grill flame, huh? You never no. had fucking like. Well, if we this did project tobacco smoke. If we did and told you, we'd have to kill you. Oh shit. We weren't, slapped we weren't over. even that cool. We were doing we network configuration shit. <laughs> we're nah, we're fucking fucking IT guys. <laughs> but it's fun because nobody really knows except us. And Josh, keep it under the wraps. Yeah, IT guys. Uh, we did We did Project McGrilled Flames. Yeah, Project <laughs> McGriddle. <laughs> Project uh, Sausage McMuffin with Egg and Cheese. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, 
Yeah, there's some like wild stuff in here. Um, I mean, it's I, I don't I mean, I guess, you know, it, it, this is one of those topics where it's like when we get to verdicts, I guess we're not really you, like this happened. This all happened. These things happened. They paid people. The idea that that they're using psychics to locate hostages is like probably the most nefarious thing I think in this. Honestly, I look at this and I'm like, you know what? No harm done. Like, you know, as far as like, I mean, the spending on it, it's like, okay, could have fed the homeless. Probably shouldn't. Or, you know, you could. Yeah, there, but as far as a, like, I see your angle. You know, there are easier debates. Like, there are easier <laughs> yeah. things to use the money for. I, I don't think that should be the, the your your attack against the psychics. Yeah, I, I see where you're going yeah. with the nefarious comment because if you're a psychic working for a police department and there's a missing kid, are you really going to exploit? If you are a fraud, let's say psychic psychic yes. powers don't exist, are you really going to exploit the the family? To get yourself money for a missing yeah, it's kid, kind of fucked up. If if it, maybe it's real though, maybe, maybe maybe it's real and maybe it's legit. There are cases where you know chimpanzees can throw a bullseye at a target too. So <laughs> eh, I don't know. What do you guys think about having psychic powers? And if you could have your own psychic powers, what would you want? Would you want to be able to remote view? Would you want telekinesis? You can only pick one. Would you want to walk through walls? Would you want to um, like? I guess. They can like read stuff that's like sealed in a box. So well, so, so I don't know what we'll call that ESP. The psychic. So there, I think we should differentiate between psychic oh, okay. and superpowers. Because in in your example, wow. I, I know walking through walls was part of the men who stare at goats and part of this whole remote viewing capability. But that changes into a metaphysical thing where if you can walk through walls, you can Jeez. alter your chemistry or makeup of your body or physics of your body to move your atoms through the atoms of that wall. So that I think that steps into the superhero okay. category. Yeah, Fair enough. That. I'd agree with that. I'll take that off the menu. So let's go with remote viewing, telekinesis, and um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, viewing like ESP, like reading stuff that's hidden. Like I guess X-ray vision in a way. I don't know. I have I have an answer prepared for this. Oh actually. fuck yeah! Let's He's go. breaking out the notepad that he wrote on his drive let's, over here. I, I just go. I just recently had a nice forty minute or so long uh, debate with our our my brother in law about the best superpower. And to me, the best superpower would be the ability to read minds. Now, would that meet your scope? Yeah, that's I would, that's te te uh, telepathic, right? Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's ESP. I would ESP. put that under ESP, like you can read a mind. Okay. Yes. With, uh, with the caveat that it is the best superpower in like the real world. Like in our world, if I suddenly had yes. the ability to read minds, I could do whatever I wanted. Do I want to be rich? I'm going to sell things. Do I yeah. want to go get free gas because I manipulate the to the attendant at the the gas station? Yes. You know what I mean? Like I, they're so like I don't want to pay for this, and you could just manipulate people yeah. all day long if, by like if I want to be a bad mind guy. and yeah, you could easily you could just easily be a supervillain. This is so, so apropos, Art. You're gonna love my answer to this. Josh's oh has God. to do with manipulation of other people. Mine, because he's more of a he's more of a thinker. He's more of an intellectual than I think I am. I'm more perverted. I want remote <laughs> viewing 100 percent because I want I want to see in those you know those college dorm showers. You know what I mean? <laughs> what are the chief cheerleaders up to today? Exactly. He's doing porkies. You're doing porkies. 100 percent porkies. Doing, yes. Yeah. What was that? Um, I think it was Mel Gibson movie. It was like what women, what women want. Oh yeah, what women want? Was you hear what women want? Yeah. But you notice by the end of that, he got almost insane because. Well, let's face it. What women want is really hard, even if you can hear their thoughts. Wow. What about you? Which power coming, would you coming want? this summer? <laughs> <laughs> Adam and Josh were just two. You know, <laughs> um, 
I'm going, you know, here's the thing. Reading minds is, um, is dope. And I totally see, I see where both of you are coming from, but the, the power of it is so, it's so great that I think it would ruin you because you would read your significant other's mind. You, you would be tempted to do it and just, and think you might think like, Oh, that's funny. But like, after a little while, knowing what people can think would like fuck with your head because it's like you'd know who's lying to you. You'd know so many things. They would know that you can read minds, so they would like your. It would affect so many of your relationships. Yeah, look at so Suki. Look at Suki Stackhouse of True Blood. <laughs> she went crazy yeah. by like season three. Yeah, she's the one who had fairy uh, powers or something. She was a fairy. Spoilers. Yes. Uh, if, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> from my 2006 bad. or whatever. Yeah, uh, and remote viewing. Similar thing, but I still think it's cool. I'm going to go with telekinesis. I think that's fucking dope. Sitting on the couch, lounging on the couch. I want to be able to pick up the remote and put it in my hand without having to get up. (laughs) Use the force, Luke. (laughs) Yeah, literally like lifting stuff. Like, I'm going telekinesis. You understand what, let's say all three of us are sitting on the couch together. All right. We're, we're, we're a living room. (laughs) Watch. It's time for us to sit down. We got our beers. We got our drinks. Josh is manipulating art. To make oh art God. through his through his tele, tele, telepathy to manipulate art into turning on the TV to the channel he really wants. <laughs> yeah. Art, you're using your telekinesis to levitate the remote to you while I'm facing the incorrect direction, staring at the wall, actually in the Miami <laughs> Dolphins cheerleaders locker room. So who wins in this scenario? I think Adam. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm I think, a pervert. I think I Adam a wins in that one. Adam wins in that one for sure. <laughs> Um, and, um, I mean, bugfuckers, let us know what, what psychic power are you taking? If you could be in the, uh, CIA's psychic research program, um, let us know. Um, man, there is some, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. There's some wild stuff here and it, it's just, it's kind of fun though. I think, like I said a little bit up top, it's, it's it is maybe the more humane thing, right? I think we could all agree on that. Like it didn't really. It's no Operation Sea Spray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it didn't. Uh, you know, it's not like MK Ultra where you were literally dousing people against their will unknowingly with LSD and then just being like, mm, I wonder what's happening. Um, these were like actually for the bulk of this thing's existence, it was kind of like an army program. It wasn't really even a CIA program. It was only in the CIA for like. A couple of years till they got rid of it. This is true. Or it got moved to the army. Um. So it was. You know, it I, was the, one out of all the government budgets. I think is where you're going. It's probably the most innocent. Like there's yeah. only positives that can come from it. If they suddenly discover sure. a military bunker on Earth that they wanted to go inspect, hey, cool, it's a win. But if they discover a cornfield, well, nobody is hurt in that scenario. And I mean, at the bottom, at the end of the day, like somebody has to do research into psychics. Like somebody has to do it. Like we got to figure out if this shit's real or not, right? Because psychics are like they're so commonplace. I mean, obviously they're so they're easy to debunk, but like. Imagine, I mean, what if, what if one day we, I can talk to the dead. Yeah. That's, (laughs) that's unfortunately an industry where one bad apple ruins the entire harvest from every crop on earth. So you've got one fraud and we know frauds are plentiful in the psychic industry. You've got one fraud and then that just kills the opportunity for any legitimate psychics to show their worth. And it becomes difficult. I'm sure in that profession, if it's real, if it's, but maybe they're all frauds. Who knows? And, its origin is fraud, so 
Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It, it came. It was a fry. It was a con. I mean, that's that's where it came from. So very true. Um, gentlemen, is there any other points about this topic that you want to bring up before we get to verdicts? Um, on um, whether or not we think that these psychics actually did the things that they said they did. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Whether think, or not we believe they did the things they said they did or they got the results. We can't say then. that like these things didn't happen. Right. They did. They did these experiments. But so, I guess we can give a verdict on whether we think they did actually locate that submarine or whether they did use. It wasn't just random chance. So I guess you would say if you were. Case closed, you would say, no, this was complete chance, every single thing. But if you were case confirmed, you would say, no, I believe this was psychic motherfucking abilities, hands down. And I will uh, I will send you the bunker alarm over our uh, Discord chat so you can, you guys, or not the bunker alarm, the uh, bunker, scale? bunker scale. Perfect. So that you guys can uh, give your verdict. Good. I think I'm going to be somewhere on the left, one might say. <laughs> All right, fellas. So um, let's get to verdicts then on whether or not we believe that there was some actual psychic shenanigans going on here. Or if it was just totally random chance, like, you know, this this is just silliness. Um Okay. You have your bunker scale. I will defer to you guys. If you want to go first, you are our guest. You can either play or pass. Right. Um, you want to take it, Adam? Uh, go yeah. ahead. You go first. All right, I'll go, go sure, I'll go first. Yeah, the bunker scale is, is awesome. We've used this before. In fact, we've referenced that bunker scale in some <laughs> of our other shows that have nothing to do with you guys, which is fucking awesome. So it's uh, it's stuck. We might actually... You know what? If anything, well, we very scientific here in studio, we should print up the bunker scale to throw the, up on the wall. There you go. With a, with a tag to the show so that you know a listener can... Or somebody watching our show on Twitch could easily see it up there. All right, well, we can That's figure right. that. That's outside of the show. All right, so... This one's difficult. So I like that you clarified the the scale and what we're going to be throwing our opinions around because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in this one, a lot of stuff Certainly. that can be unpacked. Um, I, I'm going to reference back into our list at one point where McGonagall, God damn it, McGonagall, Mc, Professor McGonagall from Harry Potter, <laughs> she turned into Mc, a cat. McGonagall um, touted. That he could Love correctly advertise or correctly identify 20% when given five choices. Well, I could too. Given that five choices, 20% of the time is pretty much the human average. So, yeah, you know, that's chance. those are some statistical facts that we took away from, from our, our story today. And so what we're determining is, did they actually do something psychic? The, the DIA claimed 65 to 100% accuracy in their initial testing. Yeah, but... I don't. I, Those are not peer reviewed. Yes. They were never peer reviewed. They were secret documents, secret research. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to say, you know? There's a lot of substance know. that's missing. If I had the yeah. evidence to support that, then I'd put it leaning left, but I'd put it in the plausible category. But without that additional evidence, without mm. that additional information, I, I'm going to put it as a plausible smidge. So pretty, wow, pretty low that they actually baby. resulted. And I'm usually the opposite on this. I usually support yeah. support this environment. But no, I'm going to put it as a smidge because it doesn't. To me, there's not enough tangible evidence or wow. peer-reviewed evidence that can actually show that they resulted anything real. Another way wow. to put that would be is there's no evidence that any of it worked. 
for me, this is a hard pass, hard left, case closed. Damn. These Woo! guys are all full of shit. Every one of them is a God loony. Damn. I think anyone who says they have psychic powers is a fucking liar. Um, God damn. And I say it with so much emphasis, and I welcome anybody to prove me wrong. Whoa. There's zero evidence of anything besides a 0.1% deviation and some, some testing. Are you doing a call of action to Mr. Bunker's listeners if they are psychic to, wow. to attack you psychically Fuck from yeah. their locations? Yeah. Or remote view you uh, at home, whatever you're doing? Yeah, yeah. pick a thing. Tell <laughs> yeah, me about whatever you're doing, my house Josh, or something like... <laughs> Tell me what I watched. I don't know. Prove it. I mean, just wow. like there's no body of research anywhere on the planet that corroborates psychic powers. All right. Uh, there isn't. Um, so Josh, very uh, the the it's like the ghost of the amazing Randy. R.I.P. Amazing Randy is is here <laughs> uh, in studio uh, with us through Josh speaking through Josh. <laughs> it does sound. But that even way. that might be way too psychic. Um, yeah. Um, but I could be convinced. I'll leave that. I would leave love the hardness it. off if someone showed me something that actually said, "Oh yeah, definitely, you're wearing this color yeah. drawers right now." I'm like, "Oh, well, shit." I, I, could I see what you did there. Well, shit, you drawers. Ah. I see where you went. So, hey, Josh, would you go to a psychic reading with me, a, a palm reader? <gasps> sure, I could go to a money laundering business. I'm okay with that. Whoa. We know the money going in is going to be wasted. We got it, but. Would you do it for the fun? I'd go. Yeah, they're fucking. I think it would make some great be, Patreon content. As long as we can, as long as they are willing to let us record their nonsense, that might be fun. That would. You be, could also probably get a tarot reading from somebody. Um, not as psychic, but you know, that's true. We had a, a crystal shop seen. owner uh, that used to be friends with the show. Well, still, still, she's still friends with the show, but she used to. Yeah, that's an interesting profession too. Mostly because I don't understand all the stuff, but it's I don't either. The same lines. She was a Reiki spiritual healer. Reiki, 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 Reiki spiritual certified Reiki spiritual healer. Well, I mean, according to the you know the script, you guys are going to go and I mean, this is where the money's at. Is grifting? It's 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 so simple. You just say I'm actually a psychic. U.S. government. And they'll be like, here's five hundred thousand dollars. Please continue your psychic research. It's like, thank you very much. That's that's nineties five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I, I, maybe it's poor form to talk about another show, but you know how stuff works. The one of those massive shows out there. They did a show on yes. uh, an episode on spiritualists, the origin of spiritualism and spiritualists, and then that psychic thing. Yeah, it talks and they, like they deep dive into the westward expansion. It was like it's a whole like where it came from and the women who wow. led that out. They like on their deathbed were like, "Here's how we did it." Here's all the secrets, and then they passed away, and then people are still like, "No, we magic believe. powers." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna match Adam's rating. I'm gonna say plausible schmidge, just because like I I like the idea, and there's almost like a thing where it's like I want to believe that there is some sort of greater. Uh, I don't know, like, I, I think if you think into this psychic thing, maybe you can think that, like, well, maybe we're all connected in some way, and that's how you can read a mind or have ESP, or, I mean, I don't ever think that people, who knows, maybe one day we could evolve to have fucking telekinesis, like, you splice in a little alien DNA here or there. Yeah, and, uh, I'll splice in some alien hybrids. DNA. Come yeah. mm, here, alien. Gross. Wink. No, so um, there is one more thing I'll add into that. I didn't even yeah. think about this until you just said that, the ability to communicate sure. back and forth. So there is a study that's being done right now on how flocks of birds and fish communicate movements within large numbers and the belief and the, the, how they're trying to tie it back 
to be able to scientifically prove it is that these animals are all using uh, uh, an un what's the unconscious subconscious form of quantum entanglement to wow. talk amongst each other to know when they're supposed to move left when they're supposed to ascend or descend or move right or, or whatever uh, it's not just like they've performed studies that it's not just the reflections of light that make the whole flock move together it's it's something different and they don't understand it at this point so maybe uh, psychic capabilities are tapping into some sort of quantum True. realm that we don't understand yet and Ant-Man's going to come out and show us how maybe to save Ant-Man. Avengers. Maybe they just pay He's attention. Crawl Thanos' butt. Um, <laughs> there's also, I learned today from some friends, uh, the O'Hamiltons, shout out the O'Hamiltons, that um, like squids and cephalopods and the way that their brains work is like apparently, um, it's like the way that they gain sort of intelligence in a way that, you know, they're, they're not on the human level, but we all know that cephalopods are very smart creatures octopuses are very oh, yeah. smart creatures, squids. Um, but the way that they gained intelligence or their the way that their intelligence uh, developed over time and through evolution was like, it's a different, it's different, it's a different path than the ways R did. And it's, it's sort of like the way that they said it was that if you could like think, like they're so connected, like the way that their brains work and the, like they're a membrane and it's like you could, if you could think with your fingers, like if you could think by... Touching, it's like totally just. Yeah, I think they have, they have cellular memory. I think too in some situations yeah. where their cells retain memory that a brain in a normal, you know. Who knows, man? Maybe maybe somewhere down the line we'll figure out that oh, they have what we typically consider. I think it's probably at the end of the day, it's much more nuanced. Like we're never probably going to have like I'm reading your mind, Ooh. <laughs> or like you know, you may be onto something though. A cool Mr. Yeah. Bunkers episode could focus around the genetic difference between humans and like cephalopods or octopus or some is so different that they're they're believed there's a theory that they're actually uh on earth they're they're not even part of the natural biology and evolution of the planet they earth. feel very alien but yeah they sure do well their dna is so different like your dna is yeah. so similar to a banana or so similar to a palm yeah. tree or so similar to a a dog there's only a variance of like five to six percent of difference between your dna and a dog's dna but I know, don't, don't, bunk, bunk funkers don't scientifically accurate check me on that one. I don't know the percentage. Quote that on your thesis. The, yeah, the difference between human DNA and like a cephalopods or there's a couple of other creatures. I think the tardigrade falls into that category too. The difference is so vast that they can't even be categorized with the same evolutionary track. Wow. It, they they yeah. believe they're planted here. I, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying mind flares from D&D. They're very yeah. real, yeah, yeah. and uh, they're among us already, people. Hello. The hive mind will get you. Hive mind's going to get, get you. Um, Bunkfuckers, those were our verdicts on CIA psychic research. Let us know what you think. Use the hashtag. Guys, anything fun you want to use as the hashtag? For this hashtag D-I-A poppycock. D-I-A. <laughs> no. I love it. C-I-A. I love it. C-I-A? It started with the D-I-A. Did it was the D-I-A? I like it. DIA poppycock. Let us know uh, what you think. Um, Email us, mrbunkerpod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at mrbunkerpod. Um, YouTube us, mrbunkerpod. But before you do all that, please, please, Adam and Josh, will you please plug uh, your wonderful show? Let the bunk fuckers know where they can get you. The floor is yours. Hell yeah. Thank you, man. For first, thank you for having us on the show. We had a lot of fun uh, and you guys are always welcome on the Twisted 10. You know that. 
Bunkfunkers, we had a lot of you already come over when we did a participation co-op type of collab with Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time in the past. So for those of you who didn't come over, come on over. We're, we're a lot of fun and we have the same kind of mentality that both Art and Andy do, which I think makes our shows Very meld so. so well together. But um, head over to Twisted10.com. On, on that site, you can find links to our Patreon which is our council members. They get additional content and you get to come in and host our own show if they wanted to. 43 hours of content now. In the Patreon? That's where we're at. Let's 43 go. hours of content. 43 hours Patreon. of content ready to go. You, you got to plug that. I don't think people don't realize you get the whole backlog you when do. you join a Patreon. You get all of it. The whole backlog. Absolutely, yeah. We keep them all up there. And we're starting to push. So we're doing Twitch uh, streaming. So we're streaming our shows live. And we take those streams and stick them out. And starting to stick them out in Twitch as well. So if they uh, if you miss it on the original Twitch stream, then you can go back to patreon.com and see all of your all of your streams. But no, man, it's fun. It's a fun show. We have a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's a good balance of mature uh, uh, dads in the room and d- fart and dick jokes that we, you know, that's, I mean, that's just our mentality. And we drink whiskey almost that. every episode. So if you're a drinker, come on in. And we recognize those who are maybe uh, alcohol impaired and don't partake in that kind of stuff. So we've got water in the corner for you too. So we'll take care of you <laughs> one, one way or another. <laughs> but no, thanks guys. It, it, it was a ton of fun hanging out with you again, man. Yes. You got to come back and do another show. It's so much, or even just hang out while we have another show. That's I know. Going on. I always, I always, I always check you guys out. Out on Tuesdays, if I can, do, so awesome. if you ever see the uh, the Mister Bunker Pod uh, Twitch guy Twitch channel in there, that's usually me. Um, so I'm always hanging out, listening to you guys while I do some work or do whatever. It's it's a fun time. Please check them out Tuesdays at 8:30 Eastern on Twitch. You can find all their stuff thetwisted10.com. Boom, nailed it. There you go. So, uh, boys, I mean, we got to go. We got some plans. We got to go. You guys got to go start your grift. Uh, Adam has to go remote view some <laughs> locker rooms and who knows what else. And, um, we got to go work on our psychic powers and how we're all going to go be psychic grifters. I think. Hey, you're going to, you're going to redact all that information I gave you, right? You're going to take all, all of that. Oh yeah. 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 I'll okay, cut that cool. in post. I'll cut all that. In post. You know, the psychic exactly. grifters is a pretty good, like ska band name. <laughs> that is a good ska band name. The psychic grifters. <laughs> that's, that's good. I fucking love it. That's what we're going to do. We'll go do something legitimate. Start a Let's ska band. form a band. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for not the titular Mr. Bunker, I'm Art Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. 
So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.